have to be your biggest fan. And when things are really tough and they're really rough and nothing's working, but there's something inside. Hello, of you that welcome to the 60 Day Mind and Body Challenge podcast with me, Imogen Rose. Today we're on episode seven and we are back. Welcome back, it's 2021, and this is the first episode of 2021. This episode is gonna be touching upon the phrase cheat meals, because I often hear it a lot. It's a phrase that I used to use a lot, and it's something that I really wanna talk about because I feel like it's really important to talk about it. But before we talk about this, I really wanna show you, or not show you because you can't see me, but I wanna, I want to let you listen to a really funny TikTok that I have been loving and it just really hits me in the heart because it's so relatable. If you're a millennial, then you will, I'm sure you'll agree. He's called Christopher Hall on TikTok and he basically reenacts <laughs> loads of relatable millennial content. He talks about positivity journals, which is one of the TikToks I'm gonna show you now. He talks about affirmations, all of the millennial shit we love to talk about. And I feel like this is very relatable to the topic that I'm gonna be talking about today. So to keep it lighthearted, let's 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 give this a, a little listen. Uh, Mum, have you written a shopping list to my positivity journal? My positivity journal? Yeah, well, it's not just any old notebook. It's a page per day for my affirmations, my manifestations and my gratitude. And now the whole Saturday is the Tesco shopping list. <laughs> well, it is important, actually. Well, I would help with the shopping, but my spirit guide said to stay away from any excess baggage, emotional or physical. Yeah, fuck, I'll help. <laughs> it kills me how relatable he is. He's hilarious. And you know, if you follow me on here or Instagram, you'll know that I'm always chatting shit about my positivity journal. So it just, it just kills me how relatable he is. He's hilarious. If you fancy listening to some lighthearted content, definitely go and give him a follow. His name is Christopher Hall and he does this massive lockdown series with his mum where he reenacts little little comedy clips and they're just absolute gems. So definitely go and check him out. Um, it really struck a chord with me because I I love I love a good a good exercise or um thing that I can do to take me out of a negative headspace but when you actually look at look at it from an outside point of view from my mum and dad's perspective it is funny it's funny because we we are the easiest one of the easiest generation to take of take the piss out of <laughs> with our crystals sitting there with our crystals and our motivational journals and things but who's getting the last laugh Sandra I bloody am because I'm manifesting the life that I want and I'm writing it all down in my positivity journal and it's all going to bloody come true. No, but in all seriousness, um, positive, positivity journals are fucking great. So if you find one in Poundland, then pick yourself one up because it will pick you up. As millennials, it's, it's funny, but it's also... I feel like personally we're the best generation because we're making change, we're making impact and we're not sticking with the same old shit. We're actually trying to make a positive impact on our own lives, on other people's lives 
And yeah, so I want to kind of touch upon cheat meals today because it's cheat meal, the phrase cheat meal gets thrown around left, right and centre and it's something that I used to use all the time until I started hearing about um, psychologists and nutritionists talking about the negative impact that the phrase cheat meal has on your mental health. Now, (laughs) you could just say this is just a millennial chat topic that we're just being silly that it's just it's just a phrase don't think too much into it cheat meal is just a phrase that everybody uses just for a a treat a treat meal that's not as nutritionally dense as maybe some pasta and some vegetables or a salad and yes you are correct however when you actually when you analyze the phrase cheat meal, it's it's insinuating that you are cheating on something that you're doing. You're cheating on a diet. You're cheating because you are doing the wrong thing. Whereas if you actually turn it on its head, you flip it on its head and you think, well, actually that, that cheat meal in quotation marks is actually part of my lifestyle. I love having a glass of wine. I love having a Sunday roast. I love having a takeaway once every two weeks because I enjoy it and I don't want to give that up. If that is you, then why is this, why is this a cheat meal? Why is it a cheat meal? Why is it that if you have a McDonald's breakfast in the morning once every two weeks or once, once every three weeks why is that actually called a cheat meal because you are not cheating from your diet you wanted it in that moment therefore it is part of it's a part of your diet it's food at the end of the day it contains carbs fats and protein all of the macronutrients so why is it not just food why do we why do we label it cheat meal i'll let you into a little secret whenever i want chocolate I eat it. Whenever I want ice cream, I eat it. I just track it. I add it into my app and I work around it. The other day, I had Papa John's. I had a pizza. I had some potato, potato, you know, the little potato tots they have. I had Marmite scrolls. And you know what? I tracked every single, every single thing I had from Papa John's. And by the end of it, I looked at my calories and I'd hit my calories by the end of the day, I'd almost hit my protein and I was like, boom, yes, this this whole day has not been that effective in terms of what I've eaten. I've not eaten that many vegetables, but one day is not going to make that much of a difference. It's better to do that rather than to restrict yourself so much that you really, really don't enjoy what you're eating And then you literally go down this massive spiral of overeating, indulging, which can lead to binge eating. Often, a lot of people who suffer with binge eating disorders is because they've experienced high restriction in the past and it sent them down this big spiral. And that is not a spiral we want to go down. 
if you do suffer with something like this, like a binge eating disorder, please, please go and see your GP. Your GP can offer some services or if you're in a different country, go and see a doctor. Go and see a doctor for some support with your binge eating disorder. If you are overeating emotionally, maybe it's just if you're feeling sad, you've broken up with your, with your boyfriend, or you're just having a shit day and you overindulge. There's a difference between that and binge eating disorder. That is just emotional eating. It's just overeating. Everybody does that to, to a certain extent. I do that. When I'm on my period, I'll eat more. I'll crave sugary things. The things that are deemed unhealthy for us. Is it going to kill me? Having that one day of the month when it's on my period? No, it's not. It's not going to kill me. It's not going to have that much of a drastic effect on my progress. And actually, you'll probably find it's more beneficial for your mental health to indulge. If you're on a diet, like something like keto is a good example because I used to do keto and um, after a month of doing keto, I told myself, right, okay, Imogen, you're going to have a break off keto. And you know what happened? I spiraled out of control because my brain told me, Imogen, you don't know when you're going to get all this nice stuff you enjoy again. So hoard it, eat it, eat it all, eat the whole goddamn packet and then eat 10 more of them. And do you know what happened? I ended up putting the whole eight pounds that I'd lost in a miserable way the whole month. I just put it all back on because I couldn't stop. I just continued to eat and and indulge. And that just tells me that the whole restriction of restricting yourself of things that you enjoy through a fad diet is just not healthy. It's not healthy for you it's not healthy for your sanity, it's just really not healthy for your mental health, because you just end up in this mindset of, I don't know when I'm going to get this again, I don't know when I'm going to be able to have a chocolate bar again, so I'm going to eat the whole family share bag. And it goes on and on and on. No one enjoys dieting, no one thinks, oh, I'm going into this special K diet and I'm going to enjoy every single minute of it. No, it's bland as fuck. You're not eating a varied amount of food. Do you know what is interesting and what is enjoyable? Having a nutritionally dense meal in breakfast, having a healthy nutritional meal for lunch, and then having a nice snack that you fancy, like some a piece of chocolate or, I don't know, a pudding after your dinner and just popping it in your calorie popping it in your app if you are trying to lose weight that is a much more sustainable way for your mental mental and physical weight well-being i think when it comes to mindset it's a massive a massive factor into why people put on so much weight and why we lose so much weight and it spirals into an eating disorder. It all all comes down to a men- your mental health and how you're thinking about food. Your relationship food with food is so important and your relationship with food can impact whether you spiral into an eating disorder. 
I just want to say that obviously I'm not a doctor. I am not a qualified medical professional in the slightest. I am just giving my opinion and talking about things that I've read in the past, talking about people's experiences with eating disorders and yeah, your relationship with food is super important and I think sometimes we get carried away with this warped sense of beauty in the fitness industry and not just the fitness industry in the beauty industry in the modeling industry we look at look at people and we think I want to look like that when sometimes it is physically impossible to look like somebody else because of your anatomy your bone structure structure is often completely different to your idols We need to concentrate on what's within us. We need to concentrate on our own self-love. And I'm talking about your self-love at any stage of your journey. Self-love and the fitness industry can work together and they should work together. If you really hate yourself, if you stand in the mirror and pick yourself apart and are so self-critical, why would you ever help yourself? Why would you ever help yourself in terms of your physical and mental well-being? You wouldn't, would you? Because you're literally picking yourself down. You're picking yourself down to be worthless. And that's not how we should be talking to ourselves. We should be talking to ourselves as though we are talking to a best friend, which is a solid piece of advice that I got from a lady called... Chloe Brotheridge and she is a author on anxiety she talks about anxiety and hypnotherapy and she's an amazing woman if you don't follow her already please go and check her out because she has some really amazing content that really helps with anxiety and self-love and self-confidence and it's something that I'm super passionate about because I have experienced massive lows growing up when I was a teenager I used to pick myself apart I used to be really negative about myself and it and it affected every aspect of my life it affected how I was in relationships it affected how I felt in terms of jealousy in terms of being envious of other people and often the people that are the most hateful the people that are trolls um online are often the most sad individuals they're the most insecure individuals and um, this is something that I always try and remember when I receive hate on social media I always dig deep past the anger and I see a very sad individual who really is not in a great place is in a really shitty place with their life and they feel that low that they have to pick someone else apart And that's exactly what happens when you feel that shit about yourself. You want to make other people's feel shit. And it's really a really horrible, vicious cycle to find yourself in. So I really want you to concentrate on some self-love. I want this week, your task is to, at least two or three times this week, I want you to have some time on your own, in your bedroom, get a cracking playlist on, and literally dance. Dance to your heart's content. 
dance like nobody's looking. It helps boost your serotonin levels, which helps lift your mood. And it also really, really helps your self-confidence because dancing is just an expression of ourselves, an expression of confidence. And maybe do it in the mirror as well. Have a little dance to yourself. I know it is. It it might seem a little weird at first, but honestly, once you get into the rhythm and just lose yourself in the music, it makes you feel better. And it's something that we all need to implement in our lives on a daily, if not daily, by daily, um, into our routine. We we really need to implement that into our routine, especially now during the pandemic. It's not a very nice time, and we need some positivity. We need some happiness and some serotonin. If you hate yourself now, if you hate your body that you're in now, how can you ever expect to love yourself when you are thinner, slimmer, maybe you're muscular? Let me tell you this. I'll give you the quick, quick, quick fix. That is your mental health. You need to love you before you change any physical physical things about your body. Because I tell you now, if you lose two stone, three stone, whatever it is that you're trying to lose, but you still don't love yourself, you are always gonna pick, pick yourself apart. Even at my slimmest, when I lost all the weight, I didn't feel slim. I felt like that chubby teenager that I always was. And that's because I had no self self worth, self-love, and that is the most important thing that you need to take away from this. That was your episode on self-love and talking about cheat meals. I hope you took something away from this podcast. Please let me know, DM me on Instagram if you've got any topics that you want me to cover. Maybe I'll maybe I'll talk about endometriosis in a couple of episodes. Maybe I'll talk more about self-love because that was just like the tail end of the podcast. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you took something away from it. And thanks for listening and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.